0: with a couple million people, there there would be a lot of really good music on the radio, but I just had a hard time finding it. And uh the so the the first station that I that I landed on and, and started listening to was was one of the oldies stations. You know, and there's this song. I forget what it was, but you know I was I was it reminded me of you know my my late teenage, early twenties years. I remember listening to this song, and you know, just kind of br- brought back this this flood of memories from from that time. What's that called? Nostalgia, right? Deja, déjà Deja vu. Yeah, you know you know how it is. You know, it brings back uh, certain emotions that you might have experienced uh, back in in time, you know, for me a a long time ago, you know, makes me think of what was going on at that time in my life, you know, just, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing how a a song can trigger all that, nostalgia is uh, defined as a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or, or of some past period. And when I look back, you know, I can think of some times in my in my Christian life that I think of nostalgically, you know, back when uh, when my kids were little, for instance, and, and things were going well. You know, we didn't we didn't have any uh, problems to to speak of, or you know, I'm sure we did, but uh, none that I remember during that period. And we were in a church that was it was a new church, it was a church plant. Uh, it was good. You know, we were singing songs that really, uh, touched my heart when we were in this church. And, you know, I was, I was fellowshipping with uh, some men in a small group. We had great prayer meetings. Did I mention music? The the music was, was really good. And, you know, it just, uh, it just captivated me. I was, I was an elder in that church, uh, that was about 25 or 30 years ago. And um, those songs that we sang, I, I still love those songs. And when we sing them, you know, it just takes me back to that time when things were a little more simple, you know. Times were times were good. Anyway, back to Dallas. So this, this song I was listening to, it ended and another one started. I didn't like that one, so, you know, I, I pressed the scan button and... Uh, Eventually landed on this this one station where they were interviewing some local musicians, some local Dallas musicians, and uh, you know, in part as part of the interview, they're also having these guys play some songs. And this was really good music; I'd never heard it before, but it was good, you know. And it just occurred to me that, you know, there's a lot of good music still being written and performed. You know, most of it we'll never even hear. You know, a lot of a lot of independent musicians and i was thinking that uh you know we we in in christianity in in the christian world of music you know we we have new songs being added to our uh, our repertoire probably daily and most of those we'll probably never hear but yeah i really enjoy listening to music uh i listen i enjoy listening to new music if if it's good and you know sometimes we insist on singing only old songs you know the ones that we're comfortable with and sometimes we we listen to those songs over and over again and we never listen to anything new and you know in churches this can happen where we can resist the new songs we can insist on singing the the old songs by the way that first one that we sang I think is a pretty old song but it's new to me you know I enjoyed that but you know we have this we, we can have this resistance and it's it's been prevalent throughout church history. There was a, this one newspaper editorial. Let me let me read this to you, where this this author of this article is objecting to the the new music that the, the uh, what he called the new trends in, in church music music and and why it should be opposed. Here's what he said: he So said, there's several reasons for opposing it. One, it's too new. Two, it's often worldly, even blasphemous. The new Christian music is not as pleasant as the more established style. Because there's so many songs, you can't learn them all. It puts too much emphasis on instrumental music rather than godly lyrics. This this new music creates disturbances, making people act indecently and disorderly. The preceding generation got along just fine without it. It's a money-making scene, and some of these new music upstarts are lewd and loose. This article, this editorial was written by a pastor in 1723, and he was attacking, <laughs> he was attacking Isaac Watts. I don't know if you know who Isaac Watts is, but uh, he's, he's the writer of some of these great hymns that we sing, like, uh, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. <laughs> he wrote Joy to the World. Alas... Alas did my Savior bleed, and, uh, you know, oh God, our, our help in ages past, and hundreds of other ones. You know, I, Isaac Watts fits, you know, he's, he's featured pretty prominently in most of our, our old hymnals. So, you know, you, you're laughing, you say, well, that's ridiculous. Uh, surely no one would object to these these great hymns of, of the faith, you know, but like I said, this resistance has, has been an issue in the church for, for centuries. So much so there's a name for it. You know what that name is? Worship wars. Worship wars. You know, and Worship wars reflect an unbiblical attitude that uh, you know, causes fights and arguments in, in churches. It's a, it's a battle based on personal preferences and desires. And I just want to, before, before we get into this, I want to say, I think we do a pretty good job in our church with mixing what we sing we sing old songs we sing new songs we sing songs that were new to me 50 years ago and i still think of in my mind is new you know we <laughs> you know we we we, we, we sing a, a variety and um you know i've i've yeah you're always going to hear a little grumbling here and there but it's not bad here you know i i, I was just talking with um somebody just the other day you know, kind of wistfully, uh, talking about the the old songs, and you know what what occurred to me is that you know even if there's a song that's being sung that isn't quite my style, you know I can look around and I can see my brothers and sisters uh, worshiping the Lord, and and I rejoice in that. You know that's the, that's the kind of attitude we need to have. Well, anyway, James four one through two talks about these this could be applied to worship wars he, talk, he talks about uh, our, our personal preferences and how those can get in the way he says uh, James 4 1 through 2 says what causes quarrels and causes fights among you is it not this that your passions are at war with, within you you desire and do not have so you murder you cover and you covet and cannot obtain so you fight and quarrel I don't think anybody's murdering anybody over their music but uh this morning i just this is kind of a light sermon this morning it's it's a it's a psalm of praise and uh dan read psalm 95 which uh was was a good psalm to use to kind of lead into this because it talks about singing to the lord that's what this uh, psalm is about psalm 98 i'm going to read this to you oh sing to the lord a new song For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He, He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness, all the people with equity. And so what I'd like to uh, lay out before you is the idea that, uh, you know, our God is a God of freshness and newness and diversity uh, and and our worship needs to reflect his nature now and, and through all eternity. So, Sing a new song to the Lord. It starts out, you know. It, it reflects God's nature. Uh, praise God in, in newness and freshness. You know, God made people. He made us in His image, and uh, you know, He's He's shared many of His attributes and qualities with us. You know, He shares with us His His attributes of, of love, goodness, mercy. Grace, kindness to to name a few. I also believe that he shares with us his creativity. He's, He's a creative God and he has created us as creative people. Some of us are more creative than others. The creation, his creation declares his glory, and you know he's he's given. Humankind, the ability to to create things of beauty. He's gifted many with uh, with musical creativity as, as well, and you know I, I love the way little children just make up little songs. Our our kids did that. I'm sure that your kids do it and did it. You know, just little just little songs. You know, and some of them are funny and. Some of them are cute and some of them could be obnoxious, but you know, they, they dance and they, they just sing these little ditties, and it's, it's fun to watch, you know, and you can just see God's hand in that, you know, God's creativity being, being displayed in, in His creation, these, these little kids. And I believe that God has, has given us all music for, for His glory, for His praise. You know, we read all these psalms that talk about singing to the Lord. You know, this is a big... We we call this a worship service, and our our singing is so important to us that a lot of times I think we we think that worship is the music that we sing. And it is. That's part of it. You know, that's part of our worship, but it's part of our our praise. It's important. Throughout the uh, psalms and and even in some of the other uh, Old Testament books, we are commanded to sing to the Lord a new song. Isaiah says that. It's, it, it appears many times in the uh, the, the Psalms. The, the Hebrew word for new here is the word uh, kadesh. Kadesh means new, fresh, something that doesn't exist yet. He's saying sing to the Lord a new, fresh, brand new song that, that has never been sung before. You know, our, our praise, including the songs we sing, uh, should should never be stale. There's no reason for for staleness. God commands us to sing new songs. Now, I don't think there's a command in the Bible that says sing unto the Lord an old song. <laughs> now, bear with me here. I think He would if we had a problem with singing old songs, because I believe that He wants us to sing old songs as well and we'll we'll see that a little later but you know um we don't need to be commanded to sing old songs cuz we like them we're comfortable with them we want to sing them we we all do god wants us to sing new songs as well though you know and our 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 new songs correspond to uh, god's new and fresh and creative works, you know. And this isn't all about music. You know, it's it's uh, it's about not becoming uh, rigid and, and ritualistic in our, our worship. You know, it's about being uh, okay, being being open to to change in the way we do things. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that God wants us to, you know, just latch on to whatever the newest fad is. You know, chase that around and go crazy with things that cause... Chaos and confusion in church? No, uh, that and that happens. That can happen. You know, we need to be m- mindful that God is a God of order and not confusion. Uh, let me just give you a couple verses for for that. First Corinthians fourteen thirty three, which says God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of peace. First Corinthians fourteen thirty three. Also in 1 Corinthians, a few verses later, 40, he said, all things should be done decently and in order. Okay, so nobody can accuse me of saying we've got to go crazy with our music. No. Sing a new song to the Lord. Yeah, it's about growth and transformation uh, versus stagnation. Our, Our praise should never be common. It should never be routine. It should be new and fresh. Why is that? It's because God wants us to experience Him in newness every day. You know, uh, Jeremiah gives us a, a look at this in uh, Lamentations chapter three, Lamentations three twenty-two through twenty-five. I think most of us know this: the Lord's loving indeed, the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We have a song about this, don't we? The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. You know, this is about how we experience God every day, day by day. You know, God's God's acts of love and, and mercy... Are new and fresh every day, our enjoyment of him should be new and fresh every day you know when i when I got up this morning and looked out i uh, this is definitely a new and fresh day i was i was yeah you know, it wasn't like oh no, another day it was yes, a new day it's it 's cool out. I can see the mountains, I can breathe. You know, so our enjoyment of him shouldn't just be uh, based on our, our memories of what he's done in the past. That's nostalgia. You know, we can, we, can, we can substitute a memory for God's work in our lives for something that he's willing and able to do with us today. Chris likes to take, my wife Chris, she likes to take flowers that I give her and dry them. She hangs them upside down and, you know, the petals dry out. She takes those petals and she saves them. And the the first time I remember her doing this was on our first anniversary. I gave her a bunch of roses, 12 red roses, and she, she dried them and she took those petals and she put them in a bottle and we still have that bottle in our bedroom nothing wrong with that 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 was uh 38 years ago so we still we you know, but you know what what if for each anniversary i i said okay you know i'm going to take this bottle from 38 years ago and say here chris happy anniversary <laughs> <laughs> you know we 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 look at that bottle and we say you know that that was that was 38 years ago that was our first anniversary you know that was a good time. We, we had great times. We, we've had a photo album. We can sit and look through that. But, you know, our, our, our marriage needs to be worked on today. We need to enjoy today. We can't, we can't survive on our memories. We can't live in the past. We need to have fresh flowers on anniversaries. Fragrant and colorful instead of dried out and and dull, you know i need I need to express my love for my wife and newness and freshness. We need to enjoy our marriages that way, you know even uh, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy years later. you know what is our proper response to God? What's our proper response to his goodness and his mercies? Look what David says in Psalm 40. Psalm 40 verses 1 through 3. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. God put a new song in David's mouth. God gave him a fresh song to sing, a song that had never been sung before, you know, a song that did not previously exist. You know, a song to, to sing to God's glory. You know, and this is this is the pattern that we need to see in our lives. God works in our lives. We respond in praise. God works in our, our lives and we respond in praise. He blesses us. We bless him. You know, when, we, when the Bible talks about blessing God, what, what does that mean? You know, he, when he blesses us, he does something that improves our lot, right? Makes us better. When we bless him, we're acknowledging him as the source of blessing praising him as, as the giver, the giver of good things. But we need this this inflow of new grace from, from God every day. What happens if you have a body of water that has no inflow, no outflow? It just sits there. It's a pond with, with no fresh water coming in. You know, it, it stagnates. That's That's what can happen to us you know if, if there's no change in our our lives there's no growth we need to embrace God's new mercies in our life we need we need to let him put a new song in our mouth and be willing to sing it uh, for his glory so we you know we're we're human though aren't we 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 get comfortable with the way things are we like things the way they are and and we don't like change always. Um, we've got a good illustration of this in, in the book of Ezra. You may recall this story. When, when the new temple was built to replace the old one that, w- that was destroyed when the people were exiled, uh, Ezra led a, a group back to to rebuild this temple. And when they started building it, the foundations and everything. There's this one scene that, that really captivates my imagination. It talks about how the, the the people who had been there before to see the temple before it was destroyed, they were wailing. They were upset. This temple's smaller. It's, it's not nearly as good as the one we had. It's not, you know, it, it, in no way could it ever compare to what we had before but it said the young people who had not seen that old temple, they were rejoicing. God is giving us this, this new temple. So we had the day, the people remembering the glory days along with the people who were praising God for the new temple, and it says that you couldn't even tell the difference between the wailing and the rejoicing. It was so loud. But you know, when that when that new temple was completed though it was new though the walls were new the uh the things that filled that temple the implements and the you know the the stuff that was brought back from captivity was put in that temple so it was you know a wonderful blend of of new and old jesus talks about putting new wine in old wineskins uh the old wineskins are rigid they're unable to be uh pliable and and expand Okay, so secondly, God loves variety and diversity. I think we see that in this psalm. And we see this in a lot of ways. You know, he's, he's created each of us to be unique. I'm always amazed at how you can go to a new place. You never see anybody who looks alike. You know, you might see somebody reminds you of somebody you know, but, you know, we're, we're all so unique. Creation is very diverse, you know, the church is a a model of of diversity, of unity and diversity. You know, we're we're each different. We're each gifted uniquely for the for the service of of the body. You know, he also de- desires us to have diversity and variety. I think in the the music that we use. Look at what he says here. Specifically, he's saying that we should use uh, different instruments. You know, there, there's other songs that Psalms that, that talk about this. Five and six say sing praises with the uh, lyre the uh, sound melody, the trumpet, the horn, you know it's not an inclusive list, you know, maybe we should praise God with the the piano and the organ and the guitar and the trumpet, and you know what what else probably anything you can come up with is worthy of praising God with you know the tuba, I'm kidding. Anyway, you know, at some point, uh, by the way, just, you know, talking about how, how people are, how we are as humans. Did you know the organ was a very controversial instrument when it was first introduced into uh, church worship back in, uh, like, the 10th to 12th century? You know, before that, it was just singing without musical instruments. Uh, the, the piano wasn't used in churches till, uh like the late 1800s. And when it started to become commonplace in churches, it was extremely controversial. The piano was looked at as an instrument that was worldly. And, you know, it was, they used pianos in speakeasies and bars and saloons and things. Now, I don't think you'd find a church that doesn't have a, a piano. You know, it was considered quite unholy and unworthy an instrument in, in those days. You know the point is our our unity is is not based on our, our musical preferences, our musical style. It's uh, based on our identity in Christ. You know, Christ Jesus prayed to the Father that we would be one when He was in the Garden. So we must not let things like musical instruments divide us. I don't think we do in this church anyway. Well, the psalmist points out how even uh, nature sings new songs to God. You know, he demonstrated, demonstrated it by pointing out uh, that, you know, nature itself is a display of glory to God. It's a display of praise. Let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and all who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together. You know, just this, this picture of God's creation itself, just praising God. You know, the the rhythm of nature, the music of nature, praising God. Talking about diversity, you know, oceanology is, uh, oceanologists are always finding new life forms that we haven't seen before. Um, You know, we we can really see in the ocean the expression of diversity that that God has given us. There are about 35,000 named species of spiders in the world. (laughs) That that includes 3,000 species in in the United States. And uh, biologists and naturalists believe there there are many, many more that that we're going to be discovering each year. Uh, The uh, new research led by the American Museum of Natural History suggests there are about 18,000 bird species in the world. Uh, Twice as many as previously thought just a few years ago so god's a god of creativity newness diversity singing new songs will extend into our future if you don't like singing new songs and old songs now you better get used to it because in eternity that's what we're going to be doing and these, these last three verses, give us, give us this look forward. You know it speaks of creation proclaiming God's glory, you know, the hills, all this. Uh, he's, he's coming to judge the earth. He'll judge the earth with ri- the uh, world with righteousness, the people with equity. He'll be praised. He'll continue to inspire us and keep us in awe throughout eternity. We have no clue how good that's going to be. And I think he's going to continue to put a new song in our mouths throughout eternity. And we can get a glimpse of this in in the book of Revelation, by the way. We see a scene where Jesus, the Lamb of God, takes this book from the Father who's, who's seated on the throne. And it says, When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one holding a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, and and then it lists this song. Worthy, I wish we had the, the music for this. Worthy are you to take the book and break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. That's a new song that they were singing. This is just a foretaste of of what's to come you know it's it's a picture of this great feast of worship uh, psalm eighty nine one says "I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever later in revelation in chapter fifteen. We see that those who've been victorious over the beast, we see them singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. They're singing an old song and they're singing a new song. We're going to sing new songs because God's going to continue to show us his new mercies. He's going to continue to show us his grace. Uh, Ephesians 2, 4 through 7 it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. We're going to be singing about this for eternity. We're going to praise him for his glory. So as, as, as we wrap this up, uh, you know, I, I, think it's God's desire clearly that our praise is new. Our praise is fresh. We need to let him put a new song in our, in our mouths. Uh, you know we, we, can enjoy, we can enjoy looking back, we can enjoy the, the old songs, but we can also enjoy the the new as well. And I, I love the way we're able to do this in this church, by the way. We're able to to rejoice together with a lot of lot of variety. But God is a God of newness. He's a God of create, creativity, a God of diversity in creation. So let's join him. Let's join him in uh, praising him with, with the instruments that we have created, the uh, songs that he has given us to sing, playing the old and new throughout eternity. Let's pray, uh, Father, you you are Almighty God, and and we we praise you for your creative acts, uh, Lord. The uh, the heavens. They declare your glory, Lord. We can't look at the the stars and the mountains and the the rivers and the trees without uh, being reminded of you and being reminded of how great you are and how greatly you are to be praised. Lord, thank you for giving us uh, talented musicians in in the church. Thank you, Lord, for allowing them to uh, share in your creativity. Thank you, Lord, for making us new creations through, through new birth. Um, so, Lord, I pray, I pray that we truly keep our praise new and fresh in, in response to your new and fresh works in us every day. In Jesus' name, amen.